Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. One day I had two appointments with two different women separated in age by 60 years, 28 and 88. And Mm. the first woman came into my office and said, I'm in trouble. I've been married four times. She's 28 years old. I've had four divorces, and all four were my fault. I've had multiple affairs. I've broken up countless homes, and all of this was my fault. Is there any hope for me? How about the the other woman? The other woman was 88 years old, and she was dying of cancer, and so she called me to her side, and I went to her house and, and sat down with her. She said, I want you to know something. I have been married and divorced four times. I've had multiple affairs. All of them were my fault. I've broken up countless homes. This is my fault. My family won't talk to me. I'm about to die. Is there any hope for me? Both of them had the same story? The same story. Separated by 60 years, but exactly the same story. Basically, some things never change. People have layers and layers and layers of pain. And these women both had experienced tremendous pain in their lives. And now they were were coming to grips with that pain and wondering, is there any hope for me? Well, you know, I have been in a place like that where I'm wondering, is there any hope for me? Is there any hope? And the story that we're going to look at today in, in the Gospel of John, um, it's an amazing story. How many layers of hurt sometimes mm-hmm. we carry with us? Mm-hmm. We don't see them, but we have them on, like That's if they right. were coats. Yeah. So imagine that each layer that we're going to talk about is a coat you have on. Imagine how many coats yeah. you would have on if we could actually visualize yeah. how hurt some of us are, you know, because of our lives. The ladies I spoke to that day both had at least four coats on then. Mm. And I wonder how many coats some of us wear at times. <laughs> well, we're going to talk today about this woman who had at least five coats. And it's not because she had had five husbands, even mm-hmm. though you'll find that. Mm-hmm. It's because Jesus has to go through a lot of layers of topics in order to get to her heart. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to pick up this story in the Gospel of John, chapter 4. And don't forget that uh, we are always looking for those two levels in the narrative That's in right. the Gospel the of John. The physical and the spiritual. Okay, so we can take it from verse 4, where Jesus is going to Judea and passes through Samaria. Okay, and and again into Galilee. And And he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Okay, this is an important piece of data here because... John is referring to a story from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and this is one of the things that we want to do with you. Any time you see a reference to the Old Testament, um, go get into the habit of going and reading that right. Old Testament story so that you get more background. And very often you will find that the, the, Jesus intentionally has a relevance to that particular story, building off that story that was very familiar to these people so That's that right. they would understand the deeper truth. See, because Joseph, uh, if you remember, he was sold by his brothers, and, and we don't have time to go through the whole story. Story, but you can go back yourself and read it in, in Genesis. It's actually in the book of Genesis, verse uh, chapter 37. Mm-hmm. And he is sold to this strangers, foreigners that eventually take him to Egypt, which is the rest of the story of Joseph. And he was sold in the same grounds that eventually he receives as an inheritance. 
mm-hmm. from his father Jacob. Jacob eventually gave him the parcel of ground, that area where he had been sold into slavery, I guess to remind him that he has been <laughs> redeemed now and that God's hand has been on his life all that time, you know, kind of coming full circle, wasn't he? It's amazing how sometimes our lives come full circle. We end up at the end of our lives in the same place where we started, but now right. we understand the full meaning That's of right. it. And this uh, well was actually um, in this parcel of ground that you can see actually in chapter 48 of Genesis how uh, Jacob gives this to Joseph. And so, John um, sets the context for us to understand where we are in the geography. In verse 6, it says, And Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour, which means it's about noon. Yes, because the way the Romans counted time, they started with the first hour, uh, 6 a.m. starts counting. So, mm-hmm. uh, six hours, actually noon, is 12. It's, six it's plus 12. six, 12, right? Now, verse 7 tells us that someone came to the well. And, and, of course, usually the women would go to the well early in the morning. But this woman was coming during the heat of the day. Which already tells you that this is a woman that is really hurt. Yes. You know when you go in, a, in an off time so nobody will mm-hmm. ask you any questions? That's right. I, I mean, I've been there. I want to go late to church so nobody will stop me and say, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Because if I will tell the truth, mm-hmm. it, it's not it's going not very a, well. It's not a pretty story. It's <laughs> not a pretty right. story. And so, you want to avoid these people. And perhaps this was a woman who was receiving a, a abuse from other women as well. Yeah. Because she was thing, not a, a good reputation. Well, one thing we know is that she has no friends because a woman um, would never go by, by herself to the well. You can see in the Old Testament, this was their social time. This is like going to Starbucks or, or whatever <laughs> is it that you do with your friends somewhere. Uh-huh. You go with them. And she came alone. Mm-hmm. And so, we pick up the story on verse 7. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And uh, don't forget that now we're getting to the two levels. We're going to talk about two types of water. So, mm-hmm. there's going to be confusion again, the same as Nicodemus yesterday. And this, verse 9. The Samaritan woman therefore said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I am a Samaritan woman? This is the first uh, big coat layer of hurt, uh, prejudice. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of you are wearing this right now. Right. And Jesus never talks this talk. She wouldn't. He wouldn't even engage with her and explain to her that Samaritans were half-breed because of Mm-mm. what had happened Mm-mm. in the exile and all this. He, he wouldn't he even care. address it. No, he, he was interested in her as a person. He was no respecter of persons regarding race or gender. He was interested in this woman as a person. So, he doesn't even engage her and, and explain to her. He goes directly for the truth that he wants to tell her. In verse 10, he answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who is it who's saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would have given you living water. So, look at the two types of water. So, we got the physical water, we got the living water, right? That's right. So, again, the two levels here that we find once again in the Gospel of John. Now, she thinks of this as a a physical thing. So, she says, "Uh, sir, you have nothing with which to draw with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Yeah, this is the same as Nicodemus saying, how am I going to be born again? Because they're not seeing the the deeper reality. Mm -hmm. And then the first, you know, coat of prejudice is out because Jesus didn't engage in that level mm-hmm. of hurt and in the sense that he doesn't talk that talk. Mm-hmm. And then here comes the second layer. Look at this. Um, we're going to call this pedigree uh, when you start name dropping, you yeah. know, uh, and in Jesus, um, actually, the Samaritan woman talks to Jesus this way on yes, verse 12. Verse 12, it says, you are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Yeah, pedigree. it's like, like, you don't think you're greater than J- 
Jacob, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen, I heard this language a lot in church. I mean, <laughs> what is your last name? I mean, is this a person known in this church? Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. the, the, the <laughs> I was a pastor's daughter, you know, yeah. are you the pastor's daughter? I mean, I hate the pedigree language. I mm-hmm. think heritage is wonderful until we use heritage to put down other people. Mm-hmm. You know, even even when we talk about denominations and yeah. we say, "Hey, what is your denomination?" Because yeah. mine is is you yeah. know is in this case Seventh Day Adventist. If I use my denomination to put to other put down people someone, down, yeah, or if I use it as that's my bridge into heaven, that's my ticket. Because look at all. After all, I am this person. I'm this name. I'm this denomination. I'm, I'm sorry, but it doesn't work. And Jesus doesn't engage in that type of talk no. either. He says, "Look, I have this water." And verse fourteen: Whoever drinks of that water will never thirst. Mm-hmm. And the woman. And says, okay, fine, give me that water so I don't have to come to the well anymore. I don't want to come out here to the well anymore. That's right. I come here during the heat of the day to avoid the other women. Let's yeah, end this. And, and Jesus thinks it's time to get a little deeper. And so, right. the third one is going to go now. He says, okay, call your husband and come here. And she said, I, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have said, well, I have no husband for you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. Oh, this is our third level of hurt. How yeah. many times have you used superficial truth? Right. You go to church and everybody says, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> and you spend the whole night crying because your husband is having an affair. Your child mm-hmm. is in jail. You're out you- of work. You, there's no money to pay the bills, whatever it is. Yes. You know, I have uh, been dreaming of the time when churches will be so safe Mm -hmm. that I can come and say, look, this is the truth. Hmm. Please come and pray with me. Hmm. You know, and I I wait for that day (laughs) that we can use the real truth and not superficial truth. And Jesus goes directly and says, yeah, you're you're telling the truth, but there's more to the truth. You have had five husbands, like the story Mm -hmm. that you told us Mm -hmm. of the four husbands. And this woman has been looking for something and she hasn't found it. She has layers of hurt and Jesus is really alluding to that. And then, so now she tries to change the subject. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. This is the layer that we call religiosity. You mm-hmm. know, when the gospel is getting too close to our hearts, we're talking about mountains. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I've been we, in we a start lot to of... talk about doctrine, we, about this little argument over here, that one over there. Yeah, instead of talking about, you know, uh, styles of music or this, mm-hmm. let's talk about my heart and Jesus Christ. But, you know, if we talk about mountains, we are, we're safe. It's far from us. That's right. And Jesus starts telling her that the Father is the father of those that worship in spirit and truth, truth. verse 23. And he starts talking to her about this, and and, uh, then she says, well, this is a fifth layer of procrastination. When the Messiah comes, well, we'll deal with that. That's right. And Jesus says, I am. (laughs) Uh, Verse 26. I who speak to you am he. I who speak to you am he. So, he's saying, don't wait any longer. That's me. Uh, It's time to quit procrastinating. The Messiah has come. This is the moment in verse 28 where the woman leaves the water pot and goes, Mm -hmm. tells everybody, this man knows me and he's still talking to me. This is the way Jesus deals with those that are hurt. He will stay with you until you see who he really is. He doesn't leave you. You may be wearing layers of coats. Your issues may be different than anything we've discussed today. Jesus does not see the coats. He sees the real you underneath the coat. And that's what he's concerned about. He doesn't care about the coats. He can Mm -hmm. take care of those. Bring your hurt, bring your pain to him because he is the one. Messiah has come. He will take care of you. That's right. And he wants you to be completely honest and open with him. He wants worshipers in spirit and truth. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. 
Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.